Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Life is super complicated. I don't mean to freak you out with that information. I kind of think you already knew that, but the reality is that life is pretty complicated, and this week's question gets at some of that complexity, so, so let me share it with you. As a family violence survivor, I've struggled to open up and trust people that I love. I've built up a lot of walls to protect myself from trauma as I try to heal from events in my childhood. Throughout the years, I've noticed that despite my best intentions, I come across as negative and intimidating, which is incredibly discouraging. It is impacting my personal life and my work life to the point where I'm close to giving up. Is there anything in my natal chart that is causing that? And if so, are there any strategies that I can implement to improve things? Thank you for listening. Your podcast is an incredibly healing gift. And this is a question from Millie. And Millie says, please don't share my personal information. And so I will respect that and I won't share it. So the reason why I say life is complicated, other than look around, life is complicated, um, is because a lot of times when people survive abuse, um, whether that abuse happens directly to them or directly in front of them, what we do is we end up adopting self-care behaviors or survival mechanisms that can turn us into perpetrators or simply inhibit us from living life in a flexible and fluid way. And it is way too easy, and I've, I've touched on this in the podcast before, it's way too easy to look at the surface of someone's behavior and say, they are bad, they are good, they are mean, they are not. <laughs> but the reality is, most of us are responding to a complex cocktail of our memories, our survival mechanisms, our hopes, our fears, our self-involvement, our insecurities, whatever it is. What your question Millie gets at is that complexity, is that your best intentions of coming across as warm or coming across as open aren't translating because, as you say in your question, you're not actually that open. Your survival mechanisms are operating even when your survival isn't threatened because your survival mechanisms learned the way to stay safe was to never turn off, to never turn those survival mechanisms off. And you're not alone. A lot of people have that experience and it, it is really difficult. So I'm going to unpack this for you from the vantage point of your birth chart. But I want to acknowledge that we all see the world through the lens of our own individual birth chart that is comprised of the same 12 signs, the same 10 planets, and then a myriad of potential aspects and placements to personalize it from there. And so we are all incredibly different and we are all made up of the very same stuff. We are all so similar and all so different that it is very hard, actually, to not expect others to see the world as we see it, to respond in the way that we respond to things. You know, I read an article and I have a fixed set of responses and a bunch of things I'm ambiguous about. And you might read that same article and have incredibly different, not even opposite, but just really different responses to that same piece of writing. We are not all the same. And yet, my God, we're so similar, right? And I, I think it's really important for me to acknowledge this because when we 
insist on others being the same as us. It's a compromising of our humanity. And when we kind of lose track of our own will, our own perspective, our own selves in efforts to compromise with others or, I don't know, get along, that's its own problem as well. So all to say, there isn't a simple answer. There isn't a patented answer for all people. And the answer of what's right for you at this time is not necessarily what's going to be right for you in a year, in a decade, in 20 years. For whatever it's worth, that's okay. That's actually what it's meant to be. We have this this lie that we are told and then we go on and tell ourselves and others that you grow up and when you've grown up, you reach this place. And when you reach that place, you just know yourself and then you're fine and everything is stable ground from there. And that's just not how it works. We're constantly aging. We're constantly changing. The world is responding to us differently. The world changes around us, sometimes with us, sometimes without us. Life is not meant to be consistently stable. Growth is not meant to be consistently stable. Even a rut or a routine cannot stay consistent in its truest form. Because if I am touching my hand to my nose every morning for 10 years, my nose will change, my hands will change, my feelings will change, my thoughts will change, uh, the room I'm in will change. Nothing is completely meant to stay the same. And and I think that this is really important to hear in general. And then also, Millie, for you, you have worked so hard to heal, to engage with others in a healthy way. Sometimes it really doesn't work, right? And sometimes it does. And I want to really acknowledge that because I hear you saying that you're really discouraged by intimidating other people or people seeing you as negative when you feel like you're being positive or you feel like you're being neutral. So let me explain a little bit of how that came to be. In your birth chart, you have Pluto sitting in between Venus and Mercury, all in the sign of Scorpio. (laughs) So this means that you are not chill. Your survival mechanisms are really, really essential to your personality. Mercury and Venus are very personality-oriented planets. Venus is how you relate to others, and Mercury is how you communicate. And Pluto makes you really private. It makes you really intense. And so if you're trying to like tra-la-la at work or like have a whatever conversation about nothing over coffee with a friend, yeah, you're going to come across as really intense because you are intense. There is absolutely nothing bad or negative about being intense. Your problem is when you don't accept that you're intense, when you try to phone it in and just like be chill and light, even when you don't really feel that way. You are not great at faking it. Pluto makes you compulsively real. (laughs) So sorry. It sucks because most people don't really want realness all the time. And the truth of the matter is this is not a problem of your personality. It's a problem of you not accepting your personality because, you know, not everybody is for everybody. People who are persistently light and easy might drive you nuts. My guess, looking at your whole birth chart, they drive you nuts. You want to have a real connection based on real things. You want to go deep. You want to, even if you're talking about something silly, you want to have a deep conversation about it. You want to meet in a real place about it. If you give yourself permission to do that, automatically things will be just a bit easier for you. Now, the other thing is you do have a tendency to get really irritable. Um, You have moon opposite Mars and your moon is in the 12th house. 
whenever I see a moon opposition to Mars or a moon square to Mars, I can see consistently, always, what this means is you are irritable. You are irritable. A lot of times people don't give themselves permission to be irritable or they decide that it is not okay to be irritable. And so instead of just being like, everybody's annoying, I'm an irritable person. Instead of just accepting that and working with that, there's a way that you may have a tendency to repress your feelings, which means it does two things. One is it comes across as you're like kind of furious because it's leaking instead of coming out with intention. And the other thing is it gets turned inward and it becomes kind of self-punishment, self-criticism, that kind of difficult stuff. When we turn our feelings against ourselves, we become immobilized. We become unable to move forward because we're like tripping ourselves up. So we like try to stand up and move and then we like sit back down and consider the movement and then up and down and up and down. If you give yourself permission to have whatever feelings you have without needing it to be as deep (laughs) as a forever thing, if you just give yourself permission to be irritable and give yourself permission to have irritable feelings, then it's not going to be the worst thing in the world if you're like, oh, my coworker's driving me bonkers. Because what I think you're doing now is you're feeling like your coworker drives you bonkers. You're trying to just power through it and be okay with it. You're not okay with it. So you do a poor job of powering through it. And it comes across. It comes across that you're irritable, even though you're doing your best to repress those feelings. Again, repressing emotions is it's a really long walk on a short pier, as they say. It doesn't, it doesn't take you where you want to go. The way that you are likely to come across as negative is probably, again, just like a leaking of your own negative feelings and thoughts. So there is that to work on. And what will really serve you with that is finding some sort of a fitness-oriented thing that you can do, aka using your body as a tool for releasing agitation, irritability, and anger. Mars in astrology, it's a little like man symbol for newbies. Mars in astrology governs a bunch of things. It governs uh, kind of like the old school concept of maleness. It governs your red blood cells. It governs your muscles. It is the planet that governs ambition and irritability and anger and fighting. It is how we propel ourselves forward in life. It is the way we do things, the projects we're engaged in. And Mars requires visceral expression. It requires body-based expression. And so when we don't have a physical outlet for the adrenaline in our system, when we don't have a physical outlet for our irritability or whatever, it gets trapped in the body. And that doesn't serve you or anyone around you, truly. If you can, dance around your bedroom after work or before you go to work, even better. You know, if you can take a class, do that. If you can, you know, there's a million things a person can do with their bodies. And if you have any kind of mobility impairment, then there are going to be some things. Maybe it's not going to be dancing in your room or taking some sort of like, you know, Krav Maga class, which I would love for you to do some sort of boxing or some sort of combat. If you're not going to be able to do something like that, adjust to be something that engages your heart rate, that allows you to use some muscle group and use it aggressively or assertively. That is an effective way of helping yourself. Your nature, because of your Venus, Pluto, uh, Mercury conjunction and Scorpio, is to 
go really deep into things and to analyze, 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 analyze. And the problem with this is sometimes you treat a minor inconvenience as a need for major introspection. And sometimes that is true and sometimes it isn't. And learning how to have greater discretion to be able to let things go without denying the validity of your feelings around them. That is a life skill that will help you invaluably. At core, you, I mean, I see you've done so much work on yourself. You've worked so hard. But at core, you don't totally trust yourself to take care of yourself if shit hits the fan. So what you're doing is what I call the George W. Bush, the preemptive strike methodology. The wisdom here is that your survival mechanisms are not confident that you will take yourself out of a dangerous situation or advocate for yourself if you really need to. And so it's constantly scanning for problems before they happen, for trouble before it hits. That's wise if you're an unreliable friend to yourself. If you can become a more reliable friend to yourself by not abandoning your feelings, not punishing yourself for being imperfect or not, you know, being exactly where you want to be right now. If you can do that work, your life gets a lot easier. Your load gets a lot lighter. The reality is when you come from trauma, inherited trauma or personally experienced trauma, it slows down your progress. It slows down a lot of things. And it sucks and it isn't fair. And there it is. It still is what it is, what it is. And if you punish yourself or criticize yourself for it, you just further slow down your progress. You essentially reiterate trauma and pain to yourself, which is not super useful. Within your chart is this very clear indication that you've come here to truly accept yourself and figure out who the hell you are. And if you're somebody who is self-protective, intense, a little irritable, deeply loyal, I'm adding these parts, you added the first parts, profoundly committed to doing the work, passionate about the people you love and the things you love, and also super weird. And when I say it, weird is a damn compliment. Because you were all of these things, if you can accept these things, you can start to decide, I don't have to be liked by all these people. I understand that I am coming across as negative because I am negative sometimes. And I don't want people to be able to see it, but that doesn't mean it isn't true. And it's not bad. I will say to you, I know in spiritual realms, people like to talk about posi vibes only. You will never catch me saying that. I'm a very committed complainer. I think that complaining is totally fine. I think it's totally fine. In fact, I enjoy it a great deal. I am a big believer in calling a turd a turd. It's okay to be negative. Negative isn't bad. You want to allow yourself to have whatever feelings you have, whatever coping mechanisms actually make your life a little easier. The key is to not get trapped in negative, to not get walled in by your own critical way of looking at the world. What we want is flexibility. And flexibility on me personally is going to be a whole lot of complaining and negative viewpoints. On someone else, it's going to be a really positive and optimistic thing. And over the course of time, we will all change and ebb and flow. The key here is self-acceptance. It's not perfection. It's not optimism. It's 
is self-acceptance. So when we accept ourselves, we can kind of start where we're at. And that is so empowering. And it gives other people less to struggle against. And this is really an important piece because for you, struggle feels normal. It feels familiar. It's what you know. Start with the struggle that you feel in your relationship to yourself. Give yourself permission to have the personality you have, to have the feelings you have. Don't worry so much about what other people feel about you. That's not the place to start because that is ultimately a reiteration of trauma for you. From that place, you can slowly, step-by-step, practice not abandoning yourself around other people, even when your feelings or thoughts are complicated. You can practice validating your feelings without indulging your negative obsessions. And slowly but certainly build up self-esteem, resiliency. And then what will come from that self-esteem and resiliency will be more flexibility more resiliency, and theoretically, eventually, a little bit more optimism, a little bit more willingness and ability to see the positive potential in things. This is not a simple or an easy process, but it's not meant to be. But here's some good news for you. You are changing. You wrote to me at the right moment. Pluto is forming a beautiful trine to your midheaven at 23 degrees of Virgo, and Uranus is forming in opposition to your Venus in Scorpio. And because you have Venus, Pluto, and Mercury all kind of close to each other in the sign of Scorpio, this marks the beginning of several years of Uranus transits. And what is important for you to hear about this is that this is not a time for stability. It's not a time for consistency. It's a time for change. It's a time for really dismantling these survival mechanisms that I've spent most of my time talking to you about in this reading. And so it's great news. It's not stable, but you're not feeling stable. You're, you say you're close to giving up. The good news is you don't have to give up except for the things that you're holding on to that aren't serving you. The astrology of your now and your next couple few years signify change and growth. And the most important thing I can say about this is if you can reinforce your friendship with yourself by being supportive, accepting, and loving to yourself, there is no way you can go wrong. It's time to stand up and fight for our democracy. We the people are marching to be seen and heard. We are marching to remind our elected officials that they work for us. We are marching because the current regime is a threat to our democracy and our values. We are marching to demand action. On September 21st, We the people will be marching in Washington, D.C., and if you're like me and you can't make it to the D.C. area, there are solidarity marches happening all across this country. Go to wethepeoplemarch.org to get information or get involved. Beloveds, let's talk about the astrology of the week ahead. So we're looking at September 1st through the 7th of 2019, and there's actually a lot going on astrologically, so I'm just going to dive right into it. As I like to do, I want to remind you about the interconnectedness of astrology. Week after week, I give you this spiel about what's happening this week, and I, you know, I hope that you use this to ground yourself and to kind of be aware in advance of what's coming. 
But you never want to consider this stuff in a vacuum, right? And I think that's the mistake that a lot of times we make with pop astrology. We consider it in a vacuum. And so my advice to you as you listen to all of this stuff is to think about it in the context of your personality, what's been going on over the last several months, what's been going on over the last couple of years in your life. The astrological wheel, it is a circle and it wants you to constantly cycle and cycle and cycle. And so really pay attention to your cycles. And as tempting as it may feel to consider things happening to you, thinking of life as something that happens at you. And you know, honestly, sometimes that is what life is. I want you as much as possible to look for your agency in life, to look for your ability to respond, and to look for your own patterns, how perhaps your passivity has led to this very moment, or acting before you think through your action has led you to where you are. There is a way in which all of our participation is a meaningful part of what we end up with. It's important to pay attention to what you're doing and what you're not doing as much as you pay attention to what's coming at you and what's coming for you. Capiche? Okay, so on the 1st of September, we have a beautiful Mercury trying to Venus and a Venus trying to Saturn. Now, Mercury trying to Venus is an excellent transit for making connections, for figuring things out. So on a social level, these two transits are what you want to hear me talk about. Um, It just makes it easy for you to connect in a meaningful way that is expansive around this date. And that can be in a romantic relationship, that can be in a professional connection, uh, it can be in a friendship. It could even be in your relationship to your body image or to your finances. Essentially, any relationship is favored under these two transits. The positive potential here is pretty immense. And so, as I always remind you, that means nothing's going to happen necessarily. You know, something wonderful may happen, but it's on you to notice it, take advantage of it and meet it where it's at. That's hard to do when you're caught up in the busyness of life, or if you have a narrative playing out about how things aren't good for you or aren't working for you. And so this is a great opportunity to look at your self-talk and make sure that it isn't a self-fulfilling prophecy. Make an effort to take risks, even if they're tiny little risks today. And that tiny little risk might be making eye contact with a stranger and smiling at them. That tiny little risk may be reaching out to a friend that you secretly really want to be friends with, but you've been shy about and just being like, hey, I saw this thing and it made me think of you or whatever. But put yourself out there because there will be an energy of flow to support you putting yourself out there. And you know what? We could always use we could always use a little wind at our sails, wouldn't you say? Now, on the second, we have a sun conjunction to Mars and a Venus square to Jupiter. I hate to take a quick turn on you. You know I don't want to do that, but sun conjunction to Mars is I don't know, it's really irritating, literally. It is a transit that can bring up agitation, irritability, frustration. It can also stimulate ambition excitement and passion. And so how it'll make you feel and how it'll play out in your life is a cocktail of where you're at, who you are, and 
who you're around. Because you might find yourself just tralalaing through your day, and then someone at work is responding to this energy really aggressively, really defensively, and that might get your hackles up. So again, we are interconnected. And how we respond to this energy as individuals deeply impacts how other people experience this energy. And that doesn't mean you know, you are responsible for how other people respond to it. You're not. But knowing that we're all likely to be pretty irritable, (laughs) or if somebody's got, you know, defensiveness about their ambition, they're more likely to act in a funky way, can allow you to really look at your ego, how you relate to your ego, and how you hold it to others. Pay attention. It's a great time to learn about yourself. There's a way that so many of us deflect our ego energies, or we overexert our ego energies. Everybody wants to be a queen, but no one wants to live in a monarchy. So it's important to look at your ego and make sure that you like where it's at. And if you don't, this is actually a great time to get really present with it and identify changes, maybe even make some changes. Now, the Venus square to Jupiter on its own is actually, I think, a pretty fun, lovely transit. I mean, it makes you want to eat all the delicious foods, spend all your money on adorable things. It can make you just want to spend way too much time scrolling through your social media feeds. It's not necessarily the deepest of transits, and it can kind of promote excess, especially around hedonistic joys. But the positive potential of this transit is a couple of things really worth mentioning. The first is because it's happening exactly at the same time as the Sun-Mars conjunction. It allows for greater diplomacy, compassion, and willingness to compromise than the sun Mars might otherwise suggest. In terms of dating and love, it's kind of exciting. This can mean that you have great passion with someone, that you get really excited about a new crush, or if you're in a pre-existing relationship and sex or romance has been kind of meh, this energy can be really useful for sparking some sort of connection some sort of passion. And that might look like making a move on the person you're tight with that you haven't been hooking up with as much. Or it might look like just like dancing in the kitchen together or, you know, being playful as a way to spark energy. Remember that sex is not just about doing it. It's also about an energy of connection and play and fun. It's dynamic. Ideally speaking, it's dynamic. And so this is a great time for lighting a flame, or if you're so lucky as to already have a flame, I would say fanning that flame. But be careful what you start. Be smart about what you do. Just because it's delicious doesn't mean it's good for you, if you know what I mean. I think you know what I mean. On the third, we have more Mars, okay? So we have a Mercury conjunction to Mars in the morning. And then in the evening, exact is a sun conjunction to Mercury. So, you know, we have the Mars, Sun, Mercury all close together over these couple of days. You are likely to be somewhat irritable. And when I say somewhat irritable, I mean super irritable. These transits make it so that you feel a great attachment to your attitudes and ideas. You have a sense of identifying with your opinions that is somewhat defensive or forceful in a way that raises the hackles of others. That's the negative side of this transit. This transit, or rather these transits, can be really good for speaking your mind, mobilizing on plans or activities in general. Mars is more activities than plans themselves. 
So if these two transits were happening and there was nothing else going on, I would say that this is just a great time to put yourself out there to trust your instincts and go. However, there is a bit of an overlap between these two transits and the exact Venus opposition to Neptune that's happening on the 4th. And so I want to encourage you to really pay attention again to your ego, pay attention to your will and your willfulness, get excited about your plans. But if you can be willing to sit with what it is that's coming up for you, if you can, honestly, through the week. And if you can't, then just don't forget to look at the details. Don't forget to read the fine print. Don't forget to verbally check with others to see if they're on board for exactly what it is that you're proposing or if you're understanding what they're proposing. And so this brings me to this Venus opposition to Neptune on the 4th. Now, oppositions are often projected out, whether that's in your birth chart, that can be a dynamic that you project out or experience in projected form. Or if it's by transit, it often means that we are experiencing one end of the opposition and someone else is embodying a different end of the opposition. So Venus opposite Neptune is related to the tension between our values, Venus, and our ideals, Neptune. It's related to the tension between I know what I want and therefore I have created a grand fantasy about it and I've projected it onto you. So the problem with only seeing the best in others is you're not seeing the whole picture. The problem with thinking someone is perfect or even perfect for you is that you're not seeing the true full picture. Venus opposite Neptune can coincide with terrible idealism. And I said terrible. I'm such a Capricorn. You have to, you know, take a grain of salt with this. But I think it's terrible idealism because it is idealism to the exclusion of unpleasant truths. That's the downside here. Now, the upside is that it is inspiring creatively. This is a transit that can inspire you to put the needs of your ego aside, which not the worst thing this week with all this Martian energy, and to act in service to what you believe in. And to have those actions ultimately be humanitarian, be something that is generous and kind and not really about what you're going to get out of it. Now, that's the positive. It is hard to achieve that end if you're not willing and able to look at the whole picture. So that's just what I want to ground you into, okay? It's paying attention to what's actually happening and being honest with yourself about even the messy parts of your motivation or the motivation of the, the people or person that you want to be there for. In terms of new romances, you are unlikely, if you meet someone new around this date, you are unlikely to be seeing them clearly. I'm sorry. And that doesn't mean, you know, throw away the whole crush, but it does mean let things develop. Notice your feelings. Notice the thoughts that you pair with your feelings and know that you may not be interpreting your feelings uh, in a perfectly accurate way, or you might not have all the information you need. On the fifth, we have a beautiful Mercury trying to Saturn, which is stabilizing. It will help you to make greater sense of all the stuff that's been going on this week. So that's really lovely. If you've been feeling kind of like, oh, I don't know how to organize my time or my days, this transit will help you, especially because Mercury is in the sign of Virgo and Saturn is in the sign of Capricorn, beautiful earthy energy that will support you in just getting grounded into your material life. 
that might just look like cleaning out your closet, cleaning out your inbox, reorganizing the cutlery in your drawer. I don't know. It's it's that kind of stuff. It's getting into the details to clear out and improve your life, to see things clearly so that you can handle them more effectively. There's only two more transits left for this week, okay? On the 6th, we have a Mercury square to Jupiter, a Sun trying to Saturn, and a Venus trying to Pluto. This can have us jumping to conclusions because of the Mercury square to Jupiter. It can also have us seeing things from a more expansive view. That's really wonderful. If you are willing and able to look at the big picture, this is a great time for you. If you're wanting to educate yourself about something, please, this is a great time to read, learn, listen. The potential of this transit is that you get more grounded information that is inspiring and expansive for you. I love it. I'll just say I love it. When we look at the Venus trying to Pluto, it is a lovely counterbalance to the Venus opposition to Neptune just a couple days earlier. This particular transit is really good for love, for strengthening your relationship to your body image, for grounding your relationship to money and making a plan. Remember, Venus governs so many things that are so important to our society. It's our relationships, it's our values, it's our personal finances, what we own, and it's also our relationship to beauty, you know? So it's a lot of important themes. Venus trying to Pluto can represent a time of transformation. Whenever Pluto is involved, no matter how lovely that involvement, we have intensity. We have the kind of call to go through something that might be messy or sticky or complicated. But when it's a trine, especially to a planet like Venus, we have tools, we have resources, we have potential that is more accessible to us. And again, it is on you to choose to look for that potential, to ask for help, to do the work. Now, finally, on the 7th, we have another opposition to Neptune. This one is by Mercury. Mercury opposite to Neptune is, quite frankly, anxiety-provoking. That's the bad news. Neptune governs anxiety and Mercury is your mind. And so it can lead to anxious thoughts, anxious attitudes. It basically inclines us to focus on what we don't know, and we've kind of neurotic tales about it. And so now that you've been warned that this transit is coming, there's an opportunity there for you. Mercury opposite Neptune inclines us to kind of miss out on details because we're more focused inward, which, you know, if you're at a meditation retreat, this is a fan-freaking-tastic transit. If you are in the studio painting, beautiful. If you're a singer, ah, inspired. But if you're just living your life, trying to get things done, it's a little bit annoying. So this hopefully will be very helpful for you. Because you know in advance, you're going to be feeling exact on the 4th, but for a couple days leading up to it and a couple days after a Venus opposition to Neptune. And then ditto a couple days before, a couple days after a Mercury opposition to Neptune exact on the 7th. Because you know these transits are coming. What you can do with this week is choose to align yourself with mindfulness. Okay, Mindfulness is not looking in a magnifying glass at things at yourself, at others. It's staying present and paying attention and receiving information. Pay attention, if you can, to when you go from, I see this, or I don't know what this is, to, 
oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm freaking out. Try to pay attention to, and I don't know, maybe anxiety feels and, and plays differently than that for you, but you, you get what I'm going for here. It's paying attention to the line that you cross internally in your thinking and in your responses. Because when you have the ability to notice you're moving into an anxious response or an anxious state of thinking or feeling, you are not without recourse. You can choose to A, notice it, and B, stay with it, and C, breathe into it, and D, keep on breathing, and E, don't stop breathing into it, and F, stay with it, and stay with it, and don't turn it into thoughts, and don't try to figure it out, and don't try to fix it, and just keep on breathing, if you can, all the way through Z, that's an alphabetic plan. and then see where you're at. A lot of times our anxious responses really more than anything require us to just stay present and not future trip or past trip. And if you can do that, my loves, you can tolerate these transits, but take it a step further and actually learn about yourself and the potential within you from these transits. And that's, I mean, that's just kind of living the dream. If you ask me, that's living the damn dream. So my loves, that is your week in the stars. There's a lot going on. There's a lot for you to be managing, but it's totally worth it. I think it's totally worth it to stay present and do the work. You want to pay attention to what's going on in the news this week as every week, honestly, because having all this Mars and Neptune stuff, I imagine will kick up some pretty nuts stuff. Remember what is important and prioritize that without getting distracted by stupid shit. Don't lose your focus. Now, my loves, I know you know that I have a book coming out. It's called Astrology for Real Relationships, Understanding You, Me, and How We All Get Along. I'm so excited to tell you that I have officially revealed its cover. And if you follow me on social media, then you've seen it. And I even have a little video out where I like read some of the introduction. You can pre-order the book. You can just See the adorable cover that is going to melt your heart. It, that's my prediction. Prediction, lobbied, heart melted. Go to my website and pre-order it anywhere in the many, many links I have. Okay, check it out. I will tell you one quick thing about my book, which I'm very freaking excited about. It is about relationships, but it does not stop at love relationships, like long-term committed, heterotypical love relationships. The book is broken into three sections. It's friends and chosen family. Because I don't know about you, but my friends are my family. I love my friends. The second section is early stages dating, hooking up, whether it's casual dating or a relationship where you're just not sure if it's going to become a long-term thing. There is an astrology for that. And I have dedicated a whole section of the book to that. And then the final section is long-term committed relationships. And within this book, Every section goes through each of the 10 planets and gives you what that planet means in the context of friendship, hooking up, serious long-term dating. And then it goes through, of course, the planet in a sign and the planet in a house. And you need this book, so pre-order it. Also, thank you so much for listening to my TED Talk. Finally, what you've all been waiting for. 
which is the winner of this damn giveaway that I've I've really enjoyed. And I want to thank each and every one of you for leaving these tender, loving, wonderful reviews. You guys are the literal best. Okay, the winner this week is Rien Adele Surside on Instagram. You're a winner. And Rien said, con mucho, mucho amor. I look forward to hearing Jessica every single week and make sure I take at least an hour out of every Sunday to ground myself and breathe deeply. It feels so overwhelming to be in the world and having homework every week and an astrological analysis of politics is so healing. Star emoji. Thank you so much. And check your DMs so you can pick out your favorite Ghost of a Podcast merch. Yeah, my loves. We made it through another week. I feel like we did a good thing this week. I feel. Feel, I feel excited to see what comes next. Keep on showing up. Keep on breathing. And I'm going to talk to you next week. Every year they say the end is near. But we're still here.